morning again. Welcome to Radiate. Uh, it's a pleasure to be with you this morning. You see that we are doing this digitally today. We're recording. Um, I wanted to make sure that we had a message uh, that really met uh, our needs and really spoke to where our generation is at right now, where our world is at right now. Um, so bear with me and let's jump into it. Uh, first and foremost, as we do every week, if you know someone that can benefit from this message, tap them right now, tell them to jump in, send them the link. I really feel like today's word can be beneficial and meet people wherever they are. Uh, first, y'all, let's just be honest. The current state of our uh, society is wild. Um, I feel like every other week there is some sort of controversy, some sort of issue, some sort of matter, and uh, you could just go to the trending topics on Twitter or wherever, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, whatever's trending for the day, and you can see uh, the discord and you can see the tension that exists between people groups. Uh, the thing that stands out to me the most is that uh, the internet has given people their own platform to speak. And yet that same platform is one where there's a lot of hearing going on, but not a lot of listening. There's a lot of speaking going on, but not a lot of understanding. There's a lot of knowledge being put out, but not a lot of wisdom being soaked in. And for today, uh, the Lord just really hit me as I was preparing for this. Um, and he brought me to Proverbs 2 verse 1 through 10. Um, we already read it earlier today, um, so we won't go back and read it again. But uh, that notion of someone being attentive and having their ears open to listen stuck out to me in such a profound way. And that brings me to the title of today's message, Listen, the Attentive Ear. Uh, this will actually be part one of part of, of a two-part series that we're going to venture into next week. We'll continue. But for today, the title is Listen, the Attentive Ear. Y'all, there's no other way for me to put it. Listening is one of the foundational pillars of wisdom. I went back earlier before and I talked about the internet. And uh, again, you can get a lot of knowledge from the internet, but finding wisdom from the internet is a real big challenge. and uh, wisdom has to be coupled with listening. Um, it's not, it's, uh, listening is one of the foundational pillars. It's not the foundation, but it's one of the foundational pillars. Now, we do know that the word tells us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Um, and we need to own that and understand what that means, right? So for you that are listening to me right here, the foundational pillar here has to be that there is a reverence and respect for the Lord. The foundation, rather, is that there's a reverence and a respect for the Lord and who he is and a desire to honor, re reverence him and go deep with him. That is where wisdom comes from. I'm reminded of, of Solomon when presented with the option of being gifted anything, he asked that God would give him wisdom. Uh, and there's something to that, knowing that God is the giver of all wisdom. But listening is a part of that. Listening again is a foundational pillar. In order for you to grow, in order for you to learn, in order for you to mature, 
whether it's physically, mentally, or spiritually, you must be willing to listen. You can't walk into the gym. We talked about this earlier in our Transform series. You can't walk into the gym with a personal trainer and acting like a know-it-all. No, you're never going to meet your goals if you keep telling your personal trainer what you know and instead choose not to follow what they know and how they're teaching you. The hardest thing actually in the world is teaching someone who thinks they know it all. Oh my goodness. That person that thinks they understand everything, even in your area of knowledge or expertise, they're trying to tell you what to do. And they try to, you try to instruct them, you try to teach them, you try to support them, you try to show them, but eventually it gets tiring, it gets taxing. I don't wanna deal with that person no more. I don't wanna deal with you. You're not focused on learning. Your intent is to display some sort of knowledge, capability, or intelligence. If we're going to grow, we must be willing to listen. Let's jump in. And I want you to understand why I'm choosing the word listen. Right? As I talk about listen, it means to intentionally place your ear, to have your mind and your ear attentive to something. Understand this. Hearing is different from listening. We can hear anything and everything at any point, right? If I do this, you have no choice but to hear it unless you've covered your ears. If you're in the area, if you're in the vicinity, if you are close by, you're going to hear me clap, clap, clap. There are times where you can't help what you hear. You can't shut your hearing off. So a really poignant example of this is when uh, my siblings and I were in our teenage and young adult years. You know, at that point, uh, by the time I become a teenager and a young adult, uh, my parents kind of accepted the fact that, yes, we were grown up. Uh, we strictly listened to only Christian music. And as we grew and uh, our love for music grew, uh, our choice for music expanded a little bit. And we were used to hearing the music of our generation. Uh, unfortunately, some of that music wasn't the cleanest. Now, for the most part, I tried to stay on the clean versions, but there are times where you would hear music that was music. Um, but my dad was different. You see, at, an, at a young age, during his teenage years, my dad made an intentional decision um, to guard his ears from particular types of music. And that would carry on from his teenage years into his young adult years into his adult years. So when we as a family would go to uh, uh, celebratory functions or parties and my dad was there, me and my siblings would be looking at each other like, oh no, all right, what song are they gonna play? And when that one song would come on, and it's not one song, it's a bunch of songs, right? But when that song came on that you knew could be a problem, me and my siblings would look at each other like, uh-oh, this could be an issue. I hope this is the edited version. Of course, not many people listen to edited music. Sure enough, it would be the uncut version. 
then we start looking at each other kind of like in a in a in a hilarious panic like is he gonna notice is he gonna see what's gonna happen is he gonna recognize what they're saying and like we'd be looking at each other like hearing the parts and like trying to keep calm honestly if i'm real most times he didn't hear it he would miss it it would go right over his head why because yes he was hearing the same music that we were hearing yes he was in the same space as us yes he was at the same event as us but he wasn't listening to the music in the same way that we were listening to the music you see he didn't make his ear attentive to what was happening in the music he didn't choose to listen to the music sure there was background noise and he can't stop his ear from picking up the noise and the sound that music makes but listening to the content and absorbing it and internalizing it he wasn't paying attention to that much to our happiness we make the choice to listen the decision to mentally engage with what our ears physically here let's look at that scripture one more time proverbs 2 verse 1 and it says my child if you accept my words just stop right there did you hear that okay let me read it one more time my child if you accept my words okay let's let's break it down the word if is in there right if as a condition as a condition and then right after the word if is you placing the condition or the results on condition of that condition on the volition of the hearer it puts it on the shoulders of the person listening for example i can go to my child my daughter and say, if you want to get a lollipop, you need to finish your dinner, right? So the choice is, if you want to get to an end result, you have a choice that will sway the end result of this outcome, of this incident, of this event. Making your ear attentive listening is when you hear and you take in what is being heard now i'll be honest with you the issue with many of us is that we act like we're listening when we've already chosen to ignore we've already chosen our own thing we live in an information saturated world where if we want to know something we don't have to engage with anyone else or we don't have to ask questions with someone who's more qualified than us. We only need ourselves and our phone to get the info that we need. Furthermore, our time, this time, this world that we live in, our society is more self-absorbed than ever before. It's all about me, 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 me. And that ends up being a damaging combination that can lead to a really bad result of only listening to what we want to hear and choosing to ignore what we don't want to accept we will throw out the wisdom because it doesn't feel right it doesn't sound right 
doesn't meet our agenda. And to us, it's not what we want. We'll throw it out instead of taking heed and listening to wise words. So think about it right now. Is there a place in your life where you are hearing but choosing not to listen? Is there a place in your life where either maybe God, maybe loved ones, maybe even your internal conscious conscience is talking to you, telling you, directing you, guiding you, even pleading with you to head down the right path and you're choosing to ignore it. You're choosing to not turn your ear towards it. See, that condition falls on you. You have to be willing to make the choice to listen. I challenge you today, if there's an area of your life where you know that you need to actively engage and make your ear attentive to what's being said, whether by God or by wise counsel, can you make that choice today? Can you make yourself attentive? Can you make the choice to accept the words? Not only that, y'all, I want to point out, listening is an active event. It's not a passive activity. It's an actual kinetic moving activity. It is an activity where you choose to turn your mental and physical attention towards that which is in need of it. Let's go back and, and read really quickly. We already read a little bit of it. But let's go back and read that scripture one more time. Proverbs 2, verse 1 through 4. It says, My son, accept my words. Store up my commands inside you. Let your ears listen to wisdom. Apply your heart to understanding. Call out for the ability to be wise. Cry out for understanding. Look for it as you would look for silver. I'm going to read that one more time with a little bit more accents on some words. My son, accept my words. Store up my commandments inside you. Let your ears listen to wisdom. Apply your heart to understanding. Call out for the ability to be wise. Cry out for understanding. Look for it as you would look for silver. You know, one version actually says, turn your ear. Turn your ear. Do you see where I'm going with this now? Can you understand? There are actions that you are responsible for. I love where Vanessa took, uh, Vanessa took us last week with her dynamic word, uh, living 318, getting in your bag. And one of the tenants of her message last, last week, that A in that bag was act. That we have a responsibility to act as believers. That tenet, as she so poignantly pointed out, that tenet is not only important about how we interact with others on a large or societal scale, 
but what we do for ourselves. Let's go back to that scripture and point this out. Ready? We must let our ears listen. We must apply understanding. We must call out. We must cry out. We must look for. We must turn towards. See, your desire to spiritually listen must be reflected and coupled with what you actually do. Too often we hear about people who want to be great, who want to follow God, who want to walk in his footsteps, who want to walk in his path, who want God to do awesome things in their lives, for him to move in a profound way to hear from God. But too often those same people are lending their physical activity towards things that won't help them grow, what that won't help them listen. They make their ears attentive to the wrong things, which means they aren't spiritually listening. They let their ears listen to the things of the world. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. This world has an interesting way of seeping into the confines and the and the and the and the and the tunnels of your mind, going into its deep crevices and changing the way that you think. Relationships have the way to change the way that you think. Being in community with people, getting information from places that may not be spiritually rooted, have the way to ch way to change the way that you think and alter your perception of what wise is. That's exactly what happens. The opinions of popular media and outlets and personalities change and impact our mind, and it's the wrong thing for us to be attentive to. Applying understanding towards worldly concepts and principles is the wrong thing for our ears to be attentive to. Calling out for knowledge that is limited and flawed and finite and earthly is the wrong thing for us to call our attention to. And and looking for support from those that are from places that are finite and flawed and fractured is the wrong place to point your attention to. You see, if you're gonna make your ears attentive, your actions need to line up with your heart. You heard what you heard what I said there. You get it. Your actions, they have to line up with the position of your heart. It doesn't happen miraculously. The two have to be in alignment. That's where we struggle. We struggle because what we want isn't aligned with what we actually do. We struggle to hear. We struggle to take in wisdom. We struggle to get on the right path. Because what's actually being desired inside of us, that very thing that even God has placed inside of us, it gets pushed to the side because our focus is in other areas. My wife will come and speak with me sometimes. And there are points where while she's speaking to me, she needs to make sure that I am listening. And if you are married and you're a husband, you know exactly what I mean. And wives too. My body language, my activity gives off the vibe that I might not be as attentive as I need to be. 
Now, I may be listening. Most times I'm actually listening. But my actions don't align with the internal position of what's happening in the moment. And if I'm going to be honest, there are times where my attention is split between what is happening in front of me and what my wife is speaking to me about. And in order to ensure that she has all my attention, I have to turn my ear, ready? Make my body posture one that is reflective of a person that is listening. Do your actions line up with the desires of your heart? Do your actions really reflect the status, the position of a person who's willing to listen to what God has in store for them? Who's ready to listen to wisdom, to take in wisdom? If that's you, think on that this morning. As we continue, I want to accentuate here, and if there's anything that you walk away with today, this has to be it. You need to listen to what nurtures your spiritual relationship with God. If the issue is being intentional about what you lend your ear to, you have to lend your ear to the thing that will actually nurture your heart, mind, body, and soul. If you lend your attention or make your ear attentive to anything else, you run the risk of distraction. Going back to that analogy of my wife, if I got my phone in front of me, which I'm guilty of every now and then, I'm sorry. I'm, I love you, honey. If I have my phone in front of me and I am doing something on my phone and I'm not giving her my undivided attention, I run the risk of being distracted and not soaking up what needs to happen, what needs to be uh, conveyed, conveyed to me in the moment. Think about when you were in school. What's that thing that we always, I need your undivided attention. And if you didn't give the teacher your undivided attention, chances are you missed out on something that you needed because you were distracted. So the first thing that I need to press home for you to get and get this right now is you need to get rid of the distractions that cause you from not listening. You need to rid your life of the very things that keep you from listening and only hearing. Get rid of those things that have the attention of your ear and of your mind. We all know what those things are. For some of us, it's a habit. Maybe it's a lifestyle or a mentality. Maybe it's a person, a place, or a thing. Perhaps it's something that keeps you from God, like the sin that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Or maybe it's even something good. Do you know that even good things can distract you from what God wants you to be? Remember that the condition that we read is important. Remember that condition? That choice? We're going to go back into it right now. Ready? So it's, if you accept my words, and if you did all these things as we read in verses 1 through 4, then we get to verse 5. Then you will understand how to have respect for the Lord 
you will find out how to know God. Remember, what did we say? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Boom, we're right back at it again. You will get to know God. And then here we go. Verse six, the Lord gives wisdom. Knowledge and understanding come from his mouth. Yo, did you hear what I just said? Did you hear what just came out of that text and how we see everything come back full circle? When our ear is attentive to God and we are looking, calling out, looking for, crying out for, chasing, applying all those things to the things of God, we find him, we get to know him, we acquire wisdom. It is through this message that we have to land on this foundation. We have to land here as you walk away. Ready? This is where we land. This is who you need to listen to. You need to listen to, first and foremost, the Word of God. You also need to listen to the Holy Spirit. And you also need to listen to wise counsel or wisdom that comes from trusted individuals on earth. When we focus our attention on the word of God, let's go there first. When we focus our attention on the word of God, we give it the mental space it needs to grow and root ourselves within us. Proverbs 2 already pointed out that when we listen to God, we find wisdom and knowledge in him. The first step to acquiring knowledge that comes from God is to spend time in his own word. We know that the Bible says that the word is God. We also know that the Bible says that the actual Bible, what was written down by man, is inspired by God. When we listen to the word of God, we take in his word and it becomes the guide for our lives. In Psalm 119 verse 5, it says, your word, you hear that? Your word is a lamp onto my feet and a light onto my path. That was one of the scripture verses that my mom made me memorize really, really young. And there's something really profound about that. When we apply the word of God to our lives, it then provides us the wisdom that we need if we are willing to listen to the words that it gives us. Proverbs 119 verse 97 also says this. Ready? And I love this. Oh, how I love your word. I think about it all day long. The book, of Psalms, the book of Psalms says that we must delight ourselves in the word of God, thinking about it all day and all night. Dedicate yourself to the word of God. If you need to have an attentive ear, your ear needs to be attentive to the word of God. Second, your ear needs to be attentive to the Holy Spirit. When there is something that can't be discerned by reading through the word alone, we can turn to the Holy Spirit to help us. The book of John calls the Holy Spirit the spirit of truth, that spirit that will guide you and will declare what is to come. The book of Isaiah describes the Holy Spirit as the spirit of understanding, wisdom, counsel, might, and knowledge. When we listen to God's Holy Spirit, we give ourselves the chance to understand things outside of our immediate knowledge and influence because we are being spoken to by God, a God that is not limited by our knowledge, not limited by our influence, not limited by time or space or history of the future. He knows all and he sees all. And when we 
talk to him and we speak to him through the Holy Spirit in prayer and he reveals things to us. He tells us things and shares us things that we can't learn any other way. Mm. And lastly, wise counsel. And I want to hone in on this here. We talked about the first two, the word of God and the Holy Spirit. Wise counsel is our final touch point. I stressed, I stressed this before, and I'm going to continue to stress it. As communal beings, we are designed to be in relationship with each other. In relationships, we find counsel. But sometimes we can find incorrect counsel from relationships. It's well known. Bad company corrupts good morals. The longer you're with people that influence you in a way that is outside of what God wants for you, the more likely you are going to be influenced by those people and your sense of morality, your sense of wisdom, your sense of knowledge begins to shift and change. Which is why scripture is very clear. It says, blessed is the man who does not delight himself in the company of the wicked, right? Who does not find himself in, in, the, in the company of those that stray away from the word of God. Even more so, listen to what Proverbs uh, chapter 2 says in verse 20. Ready? You listening? You will walk in the ways of good people. You will follow the paths of those who do right. You hear that? You will walk in the ways of good people, which means those ways have already been set by those who have walked before you. The path has already been determined. The path, the path towards righteousness has already been voyaged by those who have voyaged it before you. And if you walk in those paths, you are more likely to do right. Proverbs 12, verse 15 says, the way of the fool is right in his own eyes, but the wise man delights in counsel. Do you hear where I'm going here? And Proverbs 19, verse 20 says this, listen to the advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. All this lends itself to being in the company of those who have biblical wisdom and spiritual wisdom according to God and his purpose, and that can speak into your life in an unfleshly spiritual way. So stop going to that person that you know isn't giving you the wise counsel that you need. Stop making your ear attentive to the things that are a ball and chain in your life. Some of you are going through things in your life and struggling through things in your life because someone else that was not walking with God gave you advice that was counter to what God wanted for you. And now breaking free of that is difficult. Breaking free of that bondage is difficult. Breaking free of that bondage and chain, bond that, that ball and chain is much harder than you anticipated. But I'm saying this to you right now. You are able to be broken from that ball and chain. And I'm saying it to you, whoever's listening right now, that ball and chain be broken in Jesus' name and let you be a person who seeks after the counsel of those who have walked before and that can guide you. You have to be in the company of people that are like-minded, that are as in one accord, people that are Christ-minded, that are Christ-hearted, that understand what it means to be in a relationship with Jesus and meditate on his word day and night and are focused on becoming more like him every single day. That is the people that you need to associate yourself with. And each 
And every single one of us needs to have a mentor, a spiritual guider that can walk with us, that can direct us, that can keep us accountable, and that can keep us transparent. And most importantly, someone that we are willing to lend our ear to and be attentive to and listen when they speak biblical and spiritual truth into our lives. So you need the word of God, that word that cuts deeper than a two-edged sword. You need the Holy Spirit that helps you discern what God is trying to say to you through his word and through your experiences. And then you need the wise counsel of people, people that you can trust that have walked this path or are walking this path with you that are rooted in God and rooted in, 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 in scripture that can help you walk through. Folks, it's time for us to stop diverting our attention to things that's not going to help us. Instead, be attentive to God. Be attentive to his word. Be attentive to his spirit. Be attentive to the wise counsel of those that we are called to walk with. But you got to make that choice. Nobody can make it for you. I can't make it for you. Your pastor can't make it for you. Your friends, your spouse can't make it for you. You have to be the one to make it. So this past uh, week, um, uh, I had to listen to my body. Um, I had to listen to the signs that my body was giving me to be attentive and listen and slow down. And I think some folks for quite some time had been trying to tell me to slow down. And I was hearing them. But in my mind, I found ways to justify what I was doing. I'm doing the work of the kingdom. I'm taking care of my family. I love what I do. Work doesn't feel like work. And yet my body was giving me a different sign. And I had to listen. And quite frankly, the Lord just showed up and spoke to me. And the inspiration for this message came from that experience where I know God was trying to send me a message through what I was experiencing through my body. And it was so clear. He was just telling me, my son, you're doing too much. And I need for you to slow down. Sure, you're doing my work. Sure, you love your life. Sure, you're walking in my purpose. But you need to walk in my footsteps. Slow it down. I had to be ready to make the choice to cry out, to call out, to search for, to look, to store up in my heart. I had to take active steps, which I'm doing now to take care of my health. Some of that is learning how to say no. And then I had to listen to things that would nurture me spiritually, physically, mentally. I pray the same for you today. If God is knocking on your heart through an experience, through a person, through a loved one, through his word, and you haven't been listening, now's your time to turn your ear and be attentive. It's time. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the opportunity that you've given us to 
listen to your word today to hear what you have to say. And Father, sometimes it's hard for us to listen. Sure, we hear. Sometimes we're not listening. Father, forgive us for ignoring or disregarding. Lord, allow for us to learn to listen. Allow us to make the choice to listen. Father, remind us that listening is active. It's not just a posture of the heart, but it's what we actually do. And Father, allow us to listen to things that nurture our relationship with you. Not things that distract us, but things that bring us to you, closer to you, tighter to you. Lord, make our ears attentive. Let our ears be turned towards you and our attention to who you are. We thank you and we honor you. In Jesus' name. Next week, we're going to continue down this path of listen. And the title of next week's message will be Listen, the Voice of God. We talked about a little bit about the Word of God and listening to the Holy Spirit. How do we listen to the voice of God when he speaks to us? And what do we do when we hear his voice? We'll get into that next week. For this week, go in grace. Love y'all. And we'll see you next week.